welcome to another episode of Talking to Myself. I'm your host, Jake Letizia, and this is the podcast where I look into a camera and I talk to myself. How is it going? How you doing? How are you? Hope you're doing well. Hope your life is great. Hope you're getting used to the cold weather. I'm fucking psyched about it. It's been long sleeve weather for the past two weeks, and I loved every moment of it. Yesterday was a little colder than I thought it'd be, and in the morning was chilly, and I was like, damn, did I need a coat? But then when the fucking afternoon came, I was like, no, dude. It's just warm enough where a sweater is killing it. A thermal is killing it. All of the wardrobe I like to wear is killing it in this fucking very small amount of time before winter starts. It sucks that the majority of my wardrobe that looks tight, that looks actually good on me, exists in a fucking tiny window between summer, which is too fucking hot, and winter, which is too goddamn cold. Fuck that, dude. God is cruel, man. That's how you know God is cruel, is that fall lasts a month and a half. If we're being honest, right? Two months? September? Not really. October is fall. And then November, we're fucked. That's how it is. Because you can't go by what people say or what like the actual uh, uh, calendar day is for the seasons. You just got, especially with climate change, you just go by feeling now. You just kind of are like, all right, it's getting colder. I guess we're entering the fall. All right, it's getting hotter. I guess we're in the summer now. Summer starts in May. The fall ends in November. That's how it works with climate change. That's how it works. We got a whole new fucking regimented system of weather. Whether it's on the books or not, that's the gut instinct. Anyway, I like it. We're in fall. I don't know when fall officially starts, but if it hasn't started yet, we're in it, dude. And I'm back. I'm back at my parents' condo doing the podcast, dude. I'm back in this little makeshift fucking guest room studio, dude. Hell yeah. I'm in this fucking building all alone, and it feels good. I haven't, I didn't see my parents in a month. My dad immediately was like, "You look thin. You look you look thin, dude." He didn't say, "Dude." That's just I'm adding the dude. He said, "You look thin," and I was like, "No, I don't, dude." What? It, what? Why? Is that all parents, or is that just Italian parents? My dad. Every every time my dad doesn't see me for a long period of time, I could gain 32 pounds. He goes, you look thin. No, I don't. This this sweater is baggy. There's no shirt on underneath it. I don't look thin, dude. I mean, may, I don't know. I look... I got some pudge, dude. But then again, I have no, I have no concept of what I weigh. I said this on the podcast fucking months ago. I I lost 15 pounds in the pandemic, and the whole time I thought, oh, dude, I'm gaining weight. I'm fat as fuck. And then I looked at my weight on a scale, and I was like, holy shit, am I okay? <laughs> holy shit, did I contract a parasite? Because I lost 15 fucking pounds. And then in my brain, I was just like, well, you, did, you have been walking 10 miles a fucking day to not kill yourself, so... <laughs> If you depressively walk 10 miles three days a week, you're going to lose weight. And apparently you're going to think you aren't, though. You're going to think you're fat and lose weight. That's the best way to lose weight. Get depressed enough where you psychologically view yourself as fat constantly, but you're, wa- you're, but you're fighting the depression enough through exercise that you're, you're actually losing weight. And once you see it on the scale, you'll notice it in your face. That's the crazy thing, too, is that I didn't notice it at all. I, like I said, I thought I was gaining weight. And then once I saw the scale and saw the proof, I looked in the mirror and it was like fucking Photoshop in, in like IRL, dude. It was live, real time fucking HD Photoshop changing my face in front of me and fixing the, me- the, the, the perception in my brain. And I was like, oh, wait, I did lose weight. And then I looked at my old ID for an old job that I had, like right before pandemic. And I was like, oh, I'm sh- I'm what I look thinner in the face. But yeah, who do you get thin for? Did you get thin for yourself? I have I at no point I've been I've gained some weight, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like the the amount of weight I've gained and lost is never enough to change the attraction people have towards me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never had a big enough body or a thin enough body to go, if I fix this, people will fuck me. It's never happened. 
Which is probably good, dude. That's probably a blessing. Although it might be cool. I don't know. <laughs> it must be cool to be very large and then lose a bunch of weight. And then people like suddenly are like, oh, you're hot as fuck. Well, well, fun might be the wrong wording for it. <laughs> it might not be fun. It might, it might be fun in a way where it's like, damn, that's cool that everyone is attracted to me now. But then it's probably horribly depressing in that you're like, damn, dude, now everyone's attracted to me. <laughs> it really was just the weight. Bunch of superficial motherfuckers exist in this world, huh? It must be a lot like, I mean... It's not the same thing one-to-one, -one, but I guess it's similar to the feeling of when you don't have any money and you don't have a job and you're really struggling, you start to realize, oh, motherfuckers only, li motherfuckers only like you uh, conditionally. They only like you under certain circumstances. That is a fucked up thing, which is just true, but we act like it's not. People act like love is unconditional. And it is sometimes. Sometimes you feel it unconditionally for people. I feel love unconditionally for certain people in my life. But you think that that's everybody. You think that you think that like a mother loves her son unconditionally. Not all the time, dude. Thankfully, I have a mother who does. Thank God, dude. But I don't know if I have a father who does. And I know other families where their mom doesn't love them unconditionally, dude. It's very condition-based. Do you have a job? No? Fuck you, then. Now you have a job and you're making good money? I love you so much, dude. What's up, my hardworking boy? <laughs> That's the funniest part about not having a job is that... And it's not funny. It's, like, horribly depressing. But it is funny, like, if you're looking at it from the outside... It's funny that like people think that you uh, uh, are doing it to yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? Like people think that you are like, I'm chilling, dude. Yeah, I'm unemployed. So what of it, dude? <laughs> like you're being nonchalant about people think that when you're unemployed and you smile, it means you're having a good time. No, dude, I'm smiling because if I don't, I'm going to kill myself and maybe people I know. Do you know what I'm saying? This is so painfully destructive to my brain that if I don't smile right now, you're, you're going to see what I am. You're going to see what I'm like when I'm all alone in a room and that'll bum you out too much. Okay. I don't want to bum you out so severely that you kill yourself. I don't want to do that. Anyway, I came home. And my dad said I look thin, <laughs> but I don't, I don't look thin. I look fine. I look the same. But that might be an Italian thing. I'm not sure. Anyway, so then I took a shower and I washed my hair. And I don't know how you guys are with... When I'm asking somebody how I look or how something looks, I, in my brain, have something specific that I think might look bad. And if you don't say that thing, then, I, then I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, if you say something else negative, I just go, yeah, that's not, that's not true. That's what you think, and the thing that you that I think that you didn't say wasn't said, so who gives a fuck? But I asked my dad because I, you know, I've said this on the podcast before. I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the right balance of not, con like, shampooing your hair because apparently if you shampoo your hair too much, it fucking murders your hair. But if you don't shampoo your hair enough, it murders your hair. God damn it, dude. And then you're like, what, when am I supposed to, what's the right amount of days? And it goes different for everybody. And I'm like, oh, cool, dude. Different for everybody. Again, this is like the canker sore thing. Yo, if you, we don't, we don't know how canker sores happen. We just don't know medically. You don't? What, what, what is, uh, what, how many days should I wash my hair? Well, it's different for everyone. You got to find out on your own. Hey man. Why doesn't people, why don't people know this? People should be able to look at your hair and go, that's how many days. Why is there no expert who can do that? Maybe there is, and I don't know about it, and I'm the asshole. I don't know. Could be. I'm often, I'm often a stupid fucking asshole. Um, anyway, so I, I go down, so I'm thinking my hair might be like a little greasy looking, and it might very well be. 
So I go downstairs and I'm like, hey, how does my hair look? And my mom goes, oh, it looks great. And then my dad's just staring at me, which immediately means he's got something to say, which is weird because it's almost like he doesn't know too. Cause then you'll be like, how's it look? He'd be like, oh, it looks good. And you're like, no, you paused too long for it's good to be the answer. If you thought it looked good, you would have said it immediately. You paused long enough to think, to think in your head, should I say what I'm thinking? That's what you did. That's what that pause was. And it's easy to see. So then I go, what? I go, what, what? Well, you, you clearly want to say something that goes, well, I mean, no, it looks good. It looks good. I was like, well, all right, cool. I mean, does it, I go, does it look greasy? And he goes, no. And I go, all right. And then I walk away. Cause at that point I'm like, you already answered my question. I was, I don't, I just want to know if it's greasy or not. And if you guys don't think it is, then the fact that I think it is does not matter. So then my dad goes, well, I mean, it looks like, you know, like you were laying on it or something. Like, it's like, you know, it's like out of place. And I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Swooshed back like, like is not, I'm clearly, I clearly went like that. I clearly put my hair back enough for it to seem like, oh, he did something with it. You know what I'm saying? I know when my hair looks misshapen and this looks shaped enough. Do you know what I'm saying? bedhead is when it looks misshapen if it's sticking straight fucking up to the sky that means i slept on it wrong like this how it's sitting might look weird to my dad but to me it makes sense so then my mom starts doing this thing and i'm in the kitchen and and the kitchen's here and the living room's here and there's a wall here and my mom is at her computer behind the wall and my dad's sitting on the couch so i can see my dad but i can't see my mom and i start and I, I don't even see my mom, but I know her well enough and have been in these scenarios enough times where I know what she's doing. I go, dad, I, um, I, I hear her. I go, Hey, I go, dad, it doesn't matter. Like I go, I don't agree with you, dad. That's not how it looks to me. Uh, and you didn't say the thing that I was worried about. So it's all good. And mom stop doing what you're doing right now. <laughs> and my mom starts laughing. She's like, what, what? I was like, I know exactly what you're doing. You're going like this to, to, to dad. Stop, stop. What? Just, just say it looks good. It looks good. It looks good. Stop it. Stop. It looks good. She's like waving at him like he's going to fucking see. And by the way, my dad knows she's doing that too. He didn't even look over. He just looked at his phone or whatever the fuck he was looking at or the ground. My dad loves to look at his phone or the ground. To him, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's a fucking endless void to 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 place your thoughts into do you know what i'm saying like my dad looks at the ground and every thought in his brain like spills out onto the floor and he tries to reorganize them same thing in the phone he just stares at that screen until it fucking looks like the ground my dad has a ground background pick on his phone <laughs> my dad has a background pick on his phone of the floor so no matter where he's looking to think it's hardwood you know <laughs> Anyway, and then I said, and then my mom laughs because she's doing exactly what I said. And then my dad goes, yeah, that is what she was doing, right? Yeah, I even look. So annoying. When she's right, it is a little bit annoying. Because my mom does this thing where she's the middleman. And I'm like, stop, dude. You're not the middleman. I'm not a child. I can articulate my own thoughts. And she's like, yeah, but I forget. I forget you're a kid. Or I forget you're not a kid. And I'm like, you got... That's just it, though. I'm not saying anything new. I'm not saying anything unique or interesting. I'm just saying what it is to have a mother. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has the same experience. Your mom can't separate you as a child from you as an adult, so she said shit like that. Doesn't matter what age you are. Especially when you aren't around them for a while. Which doesn't make any sense. When you aren't around them for a while, you would think they would be like, oh, he's an adult. He's off on his own. But no, when you're when you're around them more, you're able to be like, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But when you fucking leave, they just go back to their memories of you as a boy that they're nostalgic, nostalgic about and they miss. And then you come home and they're like, you're that little boy in my brain. And you're like, no, I'm not, dude. I'm not, dude. I'm not the little boy in your brain. I just went to work all week and then fucking jerked off for maintenance. I'm not your child. I'm not a little kid. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, I got into an Uber and went the wrong way and got pissed that I spent that fucking money on an Uber that took me to the wrong place. And then I went on a date that was not good. I'm not your kid anymore, dude. <sighs> anyway, and then and then they're going to somebody's some family member's house for a dinner party or something. And on their way out, my dad's like, your hair actually looks good. Your hair looks good. It looks good. <laughs> and I just went, this guy, get out of here, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're doing. You feel bad. What do you feel bad about, dude? What you said didn't make sense, dude. You basically said I had bedhead, which is like, no, no, dude. I just took a shower. Shut the fuck up. Oh, man. Anyway, um, what's up, everybody? How you guys doing? It was a long fucking week of the same shit, you know? Aren't we just doing that? Isn't that just what life is? Damn, dude, another week of the same shit. I feel like most people, most people's lives are that. Damn, another week of fucking that shit again, dude. And then everyone's like, I'm going to change it up next week. I'm going to do something different. And then you don't. And then you're like, damn, when am I going to? Do you know what I'm saying? No, I did things different this week. Dude, I fucking... You ever meet a dog who's suicidal? Have you ever met a dog who's suicidal? I have. I've met many dogs who are suicidal. And I'm not... I'm not... I'm... I'm the... Uh, what the fuck is the term? I'm the common denominator in those scenarios only because I'm the one who notices the suicidal dog. Not because I'm causing these dogs to be suicidal, okay? Don't get it fucking twisted. It's just I feel like people don't understand when a dog is suicidal, and they often are. Somebody, somebody, my friend was showing me a, uh, a, her, some couple that she knew who got married. And... Or they got engaged. It was a pictures of an engagement party. And at the engagement party, they fucking had a giant... They had giant balloons up. Just hanging. That said, she said yas. She, not she said yes. She said yas. You know those fucking stupid birthday balloons? It's the same kind of balloons, but they were lettered so that it would say she said yas. The same company probably does birthday balloons and fucking engagement parties for dumb, annoying pieces of shit. <laughs> No, not a piece of shit. That's too harsh. That's too hard. You're not a piece of shit. You're just boring as fuck. Do you know how many fucking dating profiles I've seen where it's somebody standing next to a 24 and it's those big gold bubble balloons? What are you doing, dude? Maybe it's because... Here's the thing. It's probably because you don't see... If you're bi, you should have the most interesting profile in existence on a dating app. That's how I feel. Because you're seeing both men and women, and you're seeing the cross-section of bullshit. You're seeing all of the things that everyone does that's the same. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you're a bi woman, or a bi man... If you're a bi woman, you're seeing what all these women are doing. That's you're seeing how every woman says they like sushi, uh, the office and how, um, and you're, you're seeing how their profile says, I love to eat sushi. I love the office and they're sitting on the Brooklyn bridge in their main photo. That's what, that's what you're seeing. So if you're a bi lady, you should not have a picture of you on the Brooklyn Bridge. You should be like, oh, dude, I'm going to set myself apart and never, ever go near the Brooklyn Bridge. Same thing if you're a dude. You're going to see every motherfucker be like, yo. I don't know what dudes to see. I don't see the dude's profiles, but they're bad, dude. I've se They're bad, dude. Which, here's the thing. You would think that it would be a relief uh, seeing what women have to swipe on, but it isn't because I went on my friend's phone. First of all, I went on my friend's, I've talked about these things before, but this is a new scenario with it. I went on my friend's phone. She was on an app called field and, uh, I was swiping on it. And literally every single time I swiped, right. She got a match every single time she swiped, right. I swiped right as her on the app. She got a match. I looked at her her photos and not a single one showed her face. That's how different it is for men and women. 
that if as a woman, if you don't even display what you really look like, you can get a match every time you swipe right. And if you're a dude and you put the best looking picture of all time, every time you swipe, you will get a match every hundredth person. <laughs> every 50 to 100 people, you'll get a match. Hopefully, dude. May 20 if you're lucky, if it's a good day. It was crazy to me. And then also, what what should have been a, a positive thing, but ended up being a negative thing, was I saw who, like, who's my competition? Like, who are the dudes on this app? And they fucking suck, dude. All of them suck. Not attractive, unfunny, boring as shit, creepy as fuck, look like a murderer. Like, they, I was like, oh, dude, my profile's not bad. My profile's not bad. I should be doing pretty good. But I'm not. <laughs> But I'm I'm not, dude. No, I'm doing fine. I exaggerate. I exaggerate it. I I act like I never get any matches ever. It depends on the the problem is that you have to use the app for the algorithm to push you. And that's what's annoying. And that's I think that's the real reason why I struggle on apps is because I'm too lazy to swipe every fucking day. I don't want to swipe on this thing all day, every day. I do it I do it once a day, maybe for like five minutes but sparse throughout the day. So it's like uh, 10 seconds here, 30 seconds here, a minute there. I don't know. I'm done with that shit. That shit's boring as fuck. I was talking to somebody this week about dating and just like both of us were like, we're over it. (laughs) This is like the hundredth time I've said I'm over it because you want to fuck, dude, because you want to fuck because you want to fuck and maybe fall in love. That's why, dude. Everybody gets sick of dating and they say it out loud and then you become an asshole because you go on another date. But but because that's what you got to do. No matter how sick you are of dating, you you are going to do it again. That's just what it is. And some people don't. Some people, you know, there might be somebody listening right now. It's like, no, I'm not going to. I'm really for sure cutting it off and never doing it again. Good for you. I don't have that commitment, dude. I can't commit. I can't commit that hard to not doing something I don't like. <laughs> I already do so many things that I don't like and shouldn't do. Dating is definitely not going to be taken out of the list. No, maybe for a little bit. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Suicidal dogs. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> Giant fucking tangent, man. Giant tangent. So this dog, okay was at so there was an engagement party very two very basic looking people nothing wrong with being basic but these two people had balloons behind them that said she said yas while she held the ring to the camera and that is too basic for me is what i'm saying nothing wrong with being basic but if you have a a, a balloon that says yas for for you for the answer that you said when you when he asked do you want to marry me if you said yas and they got a balloon made out of it then I then you're too basic for me. Anyway, then I saw their dog and their dog had like a fucking shirt on that said she said yas and she she had like a little pin that said she said yas. And it was this little fucking pug. It was a pug, dude. And I could tell in the, just by looking at the dog in the photo, its eyes were like this and it was like please fucking kill me, dude. <laughs> Either rescue me or put me to sleep. Either way, get me the fuck out of this house. And that and it really shined through because like pugs by themselves already want to kill themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? Like pugs, that pug wanted to kill themselves uh, circumstantially because the fucking owner looked like a dude who would argue with you about Dogecoin and the fucking female owner is somebody who goes, yeah, I said yes. So between those two people, the dog is looking for ledges to run off of. The dog is hoping that the window stays open and he can fucking find a way to climb up to it and fall out. (laughs) That's just the vibe he gave from the photo alone. But then also pugs got to factor in if he's in a bad home, a pug who's in a bad home doubly wants to kill itself because a pug by itself can't breathe. (laughs) 
So it wants to die on that fact alone. It's crazy to me. An ex of mine thought pugs were so cute, and it blew my mind. Because she would always look at the pug and then be like, oh, isn't it cute? It's so cute. And the pug would be like... <laughs> She'd be like, oh, she breathes like that sometimes. She just struggles to breathe sometimes. Isn't it cute? Isn't it so cute how she struggles for air? No, dude. It's fucking deeply disturbing. It's deeply disturbing to look at a pug and watch it struggle to breathe. Because you know why? Because you you're like, that's our fault. <laughs> this is an animal that shouldn't exist, but we breed them. We breed them. Like, we force breed them so that we get a dog that looks like this where it can't breathe properly, but you think it's cute, so it's going to exist and struggle forever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, I don't feel good when I see dogs. I mean, I feel good when I see a dog, but I don't feel good when I see a dog that should not... A corky, dude? I don't even know if this is right. A, cor a corky, to me, is the dog with the tiny fucking legs. It's like a fucking... It's a fat... It's like a chode of a dog with tiny legs who can barely move. Like, when he flips on his back, it's, a, it's almost impossible for him to get back up. Do you know what dog I'm talking about? People who say yas when someone asks if they want to marry them w love corgis. I see them with them all the time. And every time I see a corgi, I get depressed as fuck. They're like, isn't it cute how the, it's, like a, it's like a fox's head on a wiener dog with smaller limbs? Isn't that cute? No, dude. It's not cute. It, show, it shows me that we don't give a fuck about these animals. <laughs> People are always like, don't fucking adopt from a breeder. There's no winning with dogs. That's the thing, too, is that people think there's a way to buy a dog and it not be fucked. But it isn't. There's no way to buy a dog and not be fucked. It... Uh, fuck. That's the timer. I'll, I'll talk more about dogs in the, in the second part of this. See you guys in a second. What's up? I'm back. So, dogs. You can't win with dogs. People think there's a way to win. There isn't. People go, oh, you got to rescue dogs. That's what you got to do. You got to get a rescue. First of all, every single person who buys a rescue gets it so that they can say they rescued something. So already you're under suspicion. Oh, if you have a dog and I know it's a rescue before I meet the dog, you're an asshole. <laughs> 100%. If I meet your dog and then I end up asking, where'd you get it? And you said, oh, I, re I got it from the pound or wh wherever. And I'm like, oh, you rescued it? And you're like, yeah. Then you're a good person. Then you did it because you just wanted the dog. But a lot of motherfucking rescue dogs... And that's the thing too. It's like I don't know. I don't know how many people are rescuing dogs, and they just never say it because they're good people, or because the because you're obviously going to meet more people who who force it down your fucking throat. It's like veganism. You're going to meet more vegans who are assholes than vegans who are nice because the assholes are the ones who aren't shutting the fuck up when you meet them. Do you know what I'm saying? There are plenty of vegans I know who are chill as fuck. And that's just, that's just their, the way they are about their diet and they don't share it with you unless it's appropriate because that makes sense, dude. I don't talk about eating meat unless we're at a restaurant and I want a cheeseburger. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why do I know that you will never eat anything with a face and we're in the park uh, just fucking looking at the water? What are we doing? We're at a park right now talking about dogs. No, nah, see, that's a little more on subject. No, we're at the park. We're at a fucking... We're swimming, dude. <laughs> we're swimming, and I'm and I'm being told that you don't eat eggs. I don't give a fuck. How does this apply? There's sand in my trunks, and you're telling me about how you don't want to eat any of the fish in the ocean? Okay, dude. I keep picking places where it could it could work. I mean, we're in the ocean. She, we could start talking about fish. Who knows? But you get what I'm saying. I just don't have a great analogy right now. But anyway, you can't win with a dog. It's fucked up no matter what. It and then people say, you know, if you if they don't if you don't rescue a dog, they kill the dog. And you're like, well, that's what? How is that my fault, dude? Why don't they just not kill the dog? <laughs> like, well, because they got to take in more dogs. And you're like. I don't understand the system. So the system is we take in stray dogs and then so that people can adopt them so that they can have homes. But if they're not lucky enough to find a home, we're going to kill them and try and get a different dog who somebody fucking wants in here. Like that's, that's the mentality. 
is we're here to save dogs' lives, but also end them if they're not likable at all. (laughs) We're here to save the charming dogs who are cool enough to get a family, but anything that's charmless and fucking a little too dirty, we're gonna fucking inject it with the death serum. We're gonna do it. And then also people are like, don't buy from breeders, get a rescue. And you're like, yeah, but the, I understand, I don't, I understand. Cause you're saying breeders are fucked, but those dogs will die. If I don't buy them, do you know what I'm saying? Like, do- like we're killing dogs. If no one wants them, which is weird, dude, it's a, we- it's a weird system. We don't just fucking shoot foster kids in the head, beca- in the head, because every time they have families come in one of them doesn't get picked we don't then kill the child you know what i'm saying maybe we should no (laughs) oliver was a bit of an asshole dude asking for a second bowl of porridge you greedy fuck dude it's time to die (laughs) oliver twist dude first on the chopping block what'd you say Dude, you can't even get a single parent to stay here for more than three minutes. You think you're going to get two bowls of porridge? Get the fuck out of here. Johnny, put him to sleep, dude. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Obviously, it's a joke. I don't think we should fucking euthanize foster kids. That's fucking crazy. I don't think we should do that. And I don't think we should do it to dogs, quite frankly. I don't think we should do it to dogs. And And I'm tired of people being holier than thou with their animals when like they don't they they don't they won't acknowledge that that is fucking weird dude like you can't you can't be holier than thou to me about how you rescued your dog and not acknowledge the fact that it's weird that the pound is going to kill them if you don't take it because also you're telling me that like you're going to kill this dog so why do you want me to take this dog you're going to kill it why are you going to kill it are you, you're already kind of telling me that this dog is not worth my time, so you better take it before I kill it. <laughs> Why don't you take it, dude? Why doesn't the guy who's about to inject the dog be like, fuck, I don't want to do this, and just take the dog home? Why do I gotta... I don't... I don't know. You should rescue a dog if you can. You should. You should foster a dog if you can. You should do those things. That's a nice thing to do. If you, have the, if you can do it, do it. If you if you want to buy a, a dog from a breeder, do it. He's gonna the dog will die if you don't buy it. So come on, man. Somebody, somebody. I bet somebody would be like, um, they actually don't kill the dogs because they invested a lot into them, so the breeder dogs don't actually die. All right, man. Well, then again, you can make an argument. Is the are the breeders? fucked up are the breeders more fucked up than the pound because <laughs> the pound is murdering mother the pound is a fucking a mass murdering dog operation like it's a genocide of animals Peta fucking steals dog Peta Peta thinks that pit bulls are uh, are are a fucking hateful breed that need to be extinguished dude they're the, they're the fucking nazis of of animal control they're fucked up they're the nazis of the animal world Peta, dude they think an entire species of dog shouldn't exist. That's pretty fucking Hitlerish to me. That's pretty fucked. Now that's all rumor. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. PETA, I don't know if that's true. That's what I've heard. That's the rumor going around town. I apologize if it's not true. If it is true, you guys are fucked and stop. But if it isn't true, I apologize. <laughs> um. Yeah, so get a dog. <laughs> Dogs are cute. I want one. There was a couple on a train platform recently. I was coming back home late one night, and there was this fucking... These two people in their 20s. And I'm in my 20s, but I'm I'm old enough in my 20s where, where other people in their 20s feel young to me. I'm old enough where a person who is in their early 20s will look at me and go, I wonder what I'm going to be like when I'm 28. They'll look at me and kind of assess the situation and be like, do I want that or do I want something else? <laughs> and then in real time, you'll either see disappointment or or pride, you know? Disappointment or affection and respect will happen live right in front of you on someone's face. 
who's 23 years old and asking you, how old are you? 28? Oh, <laughs> they'll give you one of these. You're 28. Oh, what do you do for a living again? Oh, and you like it? Oh, and what are your dreams? Oh, and are you close to them? Oh, and what should I do to fucking have a better life than you? <laughs> or dude, that's great, dude. How do I fucking, can you help me get a job? Um, anyway, these, I wrote down what they said because it was so irritating. Also, they were just like hot and young. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like they were both like fucking. I don't know. I was going to say if, if I was a younger man. Well, a younger, I mean, she's in her twenties. She's like, she was probably like 23 or 22. The woman, the girl was very attractive. And the guy, if I was into guys, I'm trying to think if I was into a gentleman, if I would, if I want to fuck him, I don't know. I don't know. They both seemed like fuckable people whose personalities sucked. Do you know what I'm saying? And that bothered me even more. Young fuckable people who suck. That something about that just makes me so annoyed. And then they were talking about this. This was the fucking conversation they had. <laughs> they were both talking to each other and they were, and she goes, "I think when you're 30 your hair is just like it just like thins out." And then he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you, tr you do think so? And she goes, yeah, yours is good now, though. But, like, when you're 30, it just, like, it gets, like, thin. Like, I think it just happens when you're 30. She said it like she was so far away from 30. Like, she, like she couldn't comprehend. And maybe she was. Maybe she was eight years from it. Nine years from it. And then he just, like, is laughing at that a lot. And he just keeps laughing. And then she goes, and then she says to him, I talked to Jake. And then he laughs e e fucking ecstatically, dude. She goes, yeah, I talked to Jake. And he goes, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. It's like that fucking Louis joke where, uh, what is the joke? It's, it's about, oh, that's, oh, he's like, I talked to Lisa the other day. And he goes, that's hilarious. And he's like, I don't know who this Lisa bitch is, but there's no way she's that funny. There's no way that she's that funny on site. <laughs> and I felt that way about Jake. I was like, I don't know. I don't know who this fucking Jake asshole is, but fucking there's no way this asshole is that funny on site. There's no way this fucking cunt named Jake is that fucking interesting and funny. The moment you saw her, the moment you mentioned her fucking, his, his fucking name. Dude, I saw it's Jake. <laughs> I think that when guys laugh that hard at at uh, a woman who they think is attractive, who who what she said was not funny, I think that they should be required to at the end of the laugh go like, "Oh, I want to fuck you so much." <laughs> Women too. I think I think when and this has happened to me. I've said things that were not funny at all, and somebody laughed so aggressively that I wanted her at the end to be like, "Oh, oh my god, you're so funny. I want to fuck you so much." Cause then, then it's, it'll be more comfortable. Cause sometimes people will laugh so hard and it was uncomfortable. He laughed so hard that she even was like, what are you laughing this much for? But she knows why. And I know why. And he knows why. And so just, you might as well at the end of the laugh go, oh, I just want to fuck you so bad. I hope it happens. Um, so then she goes, no, I don't talk to him like that. And then they laughed again. And then she goes, he's like the worst sexter. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, she's not. Oh, he's not good at texting. Oh, I don't know. Really, I don't really text him. And then she, which, which, which is so clearly not what she said. And you can tell it was like a weird deflection. She said sexter. And he was like, oh, I don't want to think about you sexting with some guy. Cause I, I want to actually have sex with you. And we're kind of like in a friendly thing. And like, I, I don't know how to make it not a friendly thing. And it's kind of fucked. And, but like, I don't want him to think about the sexting thing. So are we dating? Are we friends? What's up? I don't know. Anyway, I, no, I don't really text him. Oh, he's a bad texter. And then she looks at him point blank and goes, no sexter. He's, he's bad at sexting. And then he goes, oh, and laughs super small. Like he laughs. 
especially compared to all of his other laughs, it was noticeably quieter and depressive. <laughs> there was a quiet, depressing tone to the last laugh of like, no, he's a bad sexter. And then he was like, oh. <laughs> and then he looked off like, I got to keep a strong face like I don't care, but I'm also 20. And it, this has shattered my brain. <laughs> like, he looked at her like, you're sexting him? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> he looked at her with such heartbroken energy that I felt bad for him. I felt really bad for him. I hated both of them the whole time. And then by the end, I was like, damn, dude, you got to fucking not care about that. That's such a early 20s thing. That's such a fucking late teens thing, to be honest. But I guess for some people, it's early 20s. It's very early. It's very 21-year-old, 22-year-old thing to be, like, on a date with somebody or, like, trying to do, trying to become something with someone. And then she talks about how she sexed some other dude. And you and you don't outright, out, like, you don't outright say you're annoyed by it, but you get, like, real, real inside yourself about it. Cause you get older and it's just like, who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck, man. You get, you get older. And I go, can I see the sex? Are they hilarious? Like, that's what, I don't know. I don't know. But even, yeah, but I, I got rid of that shit when I was 18. After my first ever relationship, after that ended, I just, I didn't, I don't care. Because what happens is when you're with that first person and you lose your virginity to them and they lose their virginity to you, the stakes are so fucking high. Because you're like, oh, we've only done this with each other, so that means so much. And then they do it with somebody else and you, you're like, oh, even, like, even just them kissing somebody else, you're like, oh, fuck. And then as you get older, you realize like, oh, no, you can have sex with and kiss people that you don't, like, it means nothing. <laughs> Unfortunately, that would be cool if sex meant uh, something incredible every time you did it. That would be tight as fuck if we lived our lives like that. Or if, like, literally you could not have sex unless that happened. Like, something in your body was like, I can't do this unless it's the most meaningful thing ever. That'd be tight, dude. That would be a fun existence. But unfortunately, we don't live in that world. We live in a world where you can just fuck. <laughs> Where you can just fuck because you're like, why not, dude? I guess. <laughs> we live in a world where you could shrug your way into having sex with somebody. That's cool, dude. Isn't that cool? No wonder people are super happy all the time. <laughs> people are super happy and ecstatic all the time because we live in a world where you can go, I guess, dude, and then wake up next to a stranger who smells funny. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck. Anyway. Um, what, a, I mean, I have such weird shit to talk about in this fucking, I don't, tw I don't trust twins, dude. I'll talk about that. I don't trust twins. <laughs> and I don't really have much beyond that, but I don't trust them. I never have trusted twins ever in my life. My friend was telling, and the reason why I was thinking about this is because my friend was telling me about she, how she in high school uh, was really good friends with a twin. And then she was sleeping with the other twin, which seems messy to me. And then, and then recently she like dated a twin. And then, Another time, I think she was friends with two twins or something like that. And I was like, I don't even, I go, I've never been more than a, an acquaintance, more than an acquaintance with a twin. And I think it's, it's on purpose. <laughs> cause I was really thinking about it. Cause I was like, if I met two twins, all the twins I've met, are they, some of them were strange, but some of them were chill, but I've never, ever, ever had the inkling of like, let me hang out with them more. There's something deceptive about twins, dude. <laughs> I'm a bigot to twins, dude. I don't, I don't hate twins. I don't, you know, I think they're chill and I've met some cool twins, but at the same time, identical twins. I like fraternal twins. 
Because they have their own identity. They look different. It's all good. You just happen to be shot out of the vagina at the same time. That's all it is. Or not at the same time. At the same time, you'd fucking rip a hole in your mother. No. One One after the other. You happen to be sharing a womb together. That's it. But you come out looking way different. That's chill. But when you fucking look the same as somebody else, there's something fucking... You're lying to me, you know? <laughs> there's something b- betraying about somebody who's like, I got another person who who is me almost. I got another person in this world who can fool you into th- into thinking it's me. I don't like it, bro. I don't like it. It's just, it's too much potential for them to do nefarious shit and you not know about it. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, I think it's okay to be cautious of a twin to at least be, you know, like, all right, I gotta be ready for something. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Also, it must be weird to have a twin. I feel like, I don't know. I've 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 met one person who's a half of, one half of a twin and I, he's one of the worst people I've ever met in my fucking life. And I don't know if I ever met his twin. I really don't because they look so similar, but it's funny cuz apparently his twin has done some fucked up shit and then I was like if your twin has done some fucked up shit then you I mean he must be a monster dude cuz you fuck you fucking suck so goddamn much literally one of the worst people I've ever met in my life just such a fucking asshole just one of the you ever meet somebody who you're just like I can't even comprehend how anybody wants to be around you ever let alone someone I know being close friends with you like what are they doing why are they close friends with you? You are a fucking horrible asshole of a person to be around. All you do is insult people and be a fucking huge douche, dude. Oh, my God. Listen, man, I don't know. Maybe someone thinks that about me. Maybe there's somebody out there who's like, he's an asshole. He is what he just said. Maybe. I hope I'm not, but you never know. But this kid, I'm telling you, even even his friends are like, yeah, I know he's rough. I never want to be that guy. I never want to be the guy who my friends have to tell other friends like, yeah, he's I love him, but mm-hmm, I don't want to be that guy. I love him, but, you know, he kind of is a piece of shit and I fucking hate him so much, but I've known him for a while, so just say hello. I don't want to be that to somebody. I want to be the person who's like, hey, this is my friend, Jake. This is Cynthia. Hello. Like, that's, I just want to easy. I don't want anyone anyone to, to be on, you know, be on their toes around me, to be tiptoeing around something. Um, Beating around the bush. Is that what it is? Walking on eggshells. That's what it is. I don't want anyone to be walking around eggshells around me because somebody has already given them the preface of he's kind of a cunt. (laughs) Anyway, I don't really trust twins, man. It is what it is. (laughs) Watch. Tonight I'm going to meet a twin and fall in love. And then she's going to be like, this is my sister. And I'll be like, wait, what? Don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> don't, dude. Don't. It's so funny when you when you go on a date with somebody or you start like going on a few dates with someone or start seeing someone and they're like, oh, you have a podcast? I want to listen to it. And you're like, no one else wants to. So you don't need to either. <laughs> if the only reason why you want to listen to it is because we're getting along dating wise, that's not a good reason. Just don't listen to it. Okay. You can listen to it if, if it gets any sort of a following ever. But right now, not enough people listen to it for me to re- suggest that you do too. Also, you're seeing me for multiple hours a night. You don't need to listen to an additional hour of me just pontificating like a fucking douche. You really don't. When you're with somebody or seeing somebody, you know, you got to have some sort of restraint with it. Um, sorry about that. Sorry if you heard that text just fucking ring through the air. It's about, uh, someone driving me to the train. Anyway. 
Yeah, you got to have some restraint when you're with somebody. You got to find a balance so they don't hate each other immediately. It's rare to like somebody, dude. It's just rare to like somebody. That's what it really is. That's what that's what it all comes down to. It's rare to find somebody who is very fun to be around. I I um what's the sun going down behind me? That's pretty chill. I um I Speaking of, it's rare to find someone you like. I, I recently, this week, I hung out with my ex. <laughs> Which is a gamble, dude. It's always a gamble to meet with your ex. Um, But I did it. I had thought about texting her uh, for a long time. I mean, this is a person who I've talked about on the podcast. Uh, so I debated whether or not to even talk about this right now, but it's like, I don't know. I talked about her on the podcast years ago, three years ago. I dated her. Uh, she was the, there was an episode of this podcast called scared to text. And she was the person who I was afraid of texting. And it's weird to be three years removed from that, from being afraid of texting her. Uh, because now I know why I was afraid. I was afraid because it was so close to the breakup. I mean, I, I, we, it was the same reason why she, after talking to her, like why she wouldn't. We weren't reaching out to each other for the same reasons. It's like something ended and you got to let it end. If you're going to build any sort of relationship, whatever it is, friendship, something else, whatever, if you're going to build something. After that, then then you got to give it time to end so that you can reassess what the fuck you want and who you are and the other person can do the same so that when you meet up later, you can either become best friends or whatever the fuck. Best friends, you can date again. What, Whatever the fuck the two of you, because you're two separate people, agree upon, you can do that. But you need to give yourself that space. And And I didn't know it at the time. I kind of knew, but I wasn't sure. But at the t- but but that's what I was doing. I was afraid because I knew it wasn't the right moment, and it was too early to text the person. And then recently, I've been thinking about texting her. I've been thinking about her a lot, and I don't know why. I just I saw that someone in her life died, and I felt very bad. And I reached out to her, and we talked, and then. And then ever since that point, I was like, I would like to see her. I just would like to see her. And I thought about her and, uh, and I asked myself a ton of times, why, why do you want to see her? What would be the point of seeing her? And I talked to people about it. I said, what? sorry about the fucking text going off. God damn it. I, t- I talked to people about friends of mine. I was like, should I text her? And they, and they also said, why, what would be the point of meeting her? And I was like, well, that's exactly why I'm hesitating. Because what would be the point? And then I re- I came to the thought in my head. I was like, I just want to see her. <laughs> I just want to, like, there's no, there's no, that's it. There's nothing beyond that. There's nothing. I just was like, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm far enough removed from it to realize what it was. And to value what it was and be like, oh, I really liked her. I really liked that person. I I enjoyed being with that person more than I enjoy being with most people. And I would like to see her again. Just to see what her what how she's doing. And that was my reason. And then that's and then so I hit the person up and she asked me, I'm kind of curious why you want to fucking <laughs> She asked me basically what everyone else asked me, like, why? And I told her, and I said, uh, I've wanted to reach out to you many times, and I I just never knew how. And and I finally just was like, I want to know what's going on with her. And so I, uh, this is me reaching out to hang out. I, I liked, I really liked being with you when we were together. I really like you as a person. I think you're very fun, and I just would like to hang out. And, and, and catch up if you're down too. And she was down and we did. And we hung out and um, it was good. It was really good, dude. It was great, in fact. I had a wonderful time seeing her again. 
And I guess the reason why I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should talk about this on the podcast is because it's it, in the in the when I first broke up with her, it became a thing on this podcast where I was like, I should talk about it. Just talk about how you feel about the fucking breakup when it happens. Because I feel like it's not a unique experience. Most people have breakups and we all experience it the same way. The only different thing is most people keep it to themselves. Like a lot of people just try and be like, or they act like their breakup is so unique that no one can relate to it. But I don't believe that. I think you break up with somebody and it's so painfully common that if you talk about it, other people going through it will be like, oh yeah, yes. Because <laughs> none of us are that unique where our breakup is going to be that specific. No. There'll be specific details that are different, but overall, there's a commonality there. And the timer just went off, but I want to talk a little longer, so I'll see you guys in a second. All right, I'm back. So, yeah, but, and I, and I, and so many people I know have that same feeling. I mean, the reason why when I was asking people, hey, I want to text this person, but I don't know why, I don't know why I should. Or like, I'm worried about the reason why everyone immediately understood that feeling. Because that's a common thing. And I guess the reason why I want to talk about it is because it went so well that, that, I, that I think it's good to say out loud, like, you should text the person. If you're far enough out of it, I don't think you should text somebody a month after you break up. I don't think you should text. I, should, I think you should wait at least a fucking year. Wait at least a year. I would say ideally two, three is pretty long. I think I waited longer than I needed to. But you know what? It was, it worked out. But every time you're, you're sitting there and you're thinking like, well, do I want, does that person even want to see me or talk to me? They'll let you know, dude, you, you should message them and find out because they're another part of this whole thing. And also you wanting to, you reaching out and wanting to see them is going to, is going to let them know how you feel and it's going to inform how they might feel. And I think the reason why I wanted to talk about it at all is just because I was so afraid of doing it and I feel so good that I did. And I think you should as well. <laughs> if you are afraid, if you're listening to this and you are in a similar position where you're afraid of texting your ex or you're afraid of texting somebody who you haven't seen in a long time, who you really want to see, but you're worried about the context of it. You should message that person in a respectful, good way. <laughs> I guess that's what it always comes down to is that, well, if you're kind of fucked in the head, don't text them. If you're fucked in the head and they don't like you and it was a messy breakup, don't do that, dude. Stay away. If she's already blocked you, don't find her number and text her on a burner. Don't do that, dude. But if you had a breakup that was pretty amicable, why not? See what's up with them. If they don't want to see you, they'll either be weird and flaky or they won't see you, but they might see you. And then you might end up having what I had, which was just like a very nice night with somebody who you once loved being around. It was weird, dude. It was so weird being around her because I really, I felt, I felt, <sighs> it felt good because I feel like a very much different person from three years ago, which is a good thing. I think, I think if you don't feel like a different person as you get older, there's something wrong happening. Uh, you're staying the, if you're staying the same over the course of your entire life, that's a problem. Um, I, I feel like a different person. I feel like a different person, but at the same, and she felt different to me, but at the same time, the way we were talking and the way we were making each other laugh and the way we were with each other was this, was the same dude. It, the same in the best way we felt like different people, but the thing that made us like each other was, it was like, I, it was like I, I had seen her the week before. Like it wasn't, I knew how to talk to her. I felt comfortable. I, 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 I wanted to, I wanted to hang out with her all night. I didn't want to stop hanging out. And I told her I had a good time and she said she had a good time too. And so I don't know. It's weird. 
and I think that's part of the reason why I, I went into it with no ex. I went into it just being like, that's a person who I used to like. I would like to see her again and see what, and see if she's doing okay. See what her life is like. I like her and I want to know about her. I think that was a good way to go into it because I I didn't have any expectations. And so when I got there and things were like they used to be, it it just felt nice. It felt very nice. And also it felt nice to know that when, when sometimes it feels nice to know that you weren't, that you were experiencing something different. Sometimes it's nice to know that when you go on a bunch of dates and they suck and you fucking seeing people and it's not working and then you finally meet someone and it works so perfectly and it's fucking so good and you start to think to yourself, well, this is like, well, this is probably not though. This is probably something else. This isn't what it is. This isn't as good as it is because it couldn't be. There's going to be something wrong. There's going to be something that happens. Or there's probably other people who I haven't met yet who well, I'll probably have something like this again. And then you aren't with that person anymore. And then three years go by and you're like, no, that was that was exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> it was dope and it was rare. And you don't you don't meet many people who you just. Are, you have so much fun with every second and you're not even doing anything that fucking interesting. You're just talking and you're both laughing and for some reason you're looking at them and you want to just keep looking at them for fucking hours. You just want to... And you can't quantify it. You can't explain it. It's just some people you're just like, yes, man. Yes, this is fucking... I'm locked in. And I want to do this for as long as is possible. And... Yeah, it felt good to know that because I, 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 I lost sight of it a little bit where I wasn't sure. I was like, well, maybe that was just like a relationship. And people, and people, one of my friends said to me, she was like, I was saying how I miss just being with somebody or being around somebody who I just liked being around, who just like was fun to just sit with. And she was like, well, it sounds like you're just alone. No, that's what she said. She goes, do you ever miss your ex? Uh, and I said, and I wasn't sure at first. And I was like, well, sometimes, sometimes I do. And she was like, well, what do you miss? I go, oh, I miss how we, how we were together. How we just, we just liked being with each other. And it was easy. Anything we did, we would lie in bed for fucking hours. And it was so fun. And we were doing nothing. And we both felt like it was so fun. And I was saying, and she goes, well, that just sounds like you miss being in a relationship. And I, and I got annoyed when she said that because it was so, because in my gut, I was like, nah, that's not true. And I said to her, I was like, I don't think that's true. I think that the way we did it was, is not the same as the way I've done that with other people. Cause I have just lied in bed with other people and it was not as fun. <laughs> It was not as fun. It was fine. It was okay. But it wasn't the same thing. There's something specific about how we're lazy together that is so uh, uh, inescapably fun. Um, and yeah. So it was nice to feel a little bit of that again. Just love like and 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 confirming in your brain you're not fucking crazy, and also confirming in your brain like oh that is a thing that exists you can have that with somebody that can be you can just like being around somebody and it's easy and it's fun and it's not a chore that can exist all of all of dating is not meeting someone who fucking sucks it's not <laughs> all of pursuing people is not garbage. I met her at a bar randomly one night. And it's good to know, like, yes, sometimes you can just meet somebody out of nowhere and it'd be great. And uh, you just got to not kill yourself long enough for that to happen. <laughs> you just got to stay away from the deep, dark thoughts for long enough where you're like, thank God I met this person. Do you know what I'm saying? 
uh, and then you'll break up, and then you can decide whether or not you want to fucking kill yourself again. But until that moment, you'll have a wonderful, beautiful time. And on that note, uh, I love you guys. You're awesome. Thank you so much for listening. This was a little bit longer than usual. Or I guess it's more in line with the older apps where I would go fucking for an hour and a half sometimes. Anyway, I don't know how long this has been, but thank you for listening. If you're here at the end, you're fucking out of your mind, and I love you for it. Uh, uh, Yeah, this was fun. It's always fun. You're great. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Jake, you're an idiot. Jake, you don't make any sense. Jake, you're a piece of shit. A piece of shit.